This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Find other great podcasts like this one at podmoth.network. Hey, what's up, you guys? I'm Catherine. And I'm Haley. And we are Saturdays Are For The Ghouls, a podcast on the Podmoth Network. We cover all things spooky, like horror movies, true crime, the supernatural, and spooky stories. In the most chaotic way possible. So join your favorite ghoul friends every Saturday, wherever you listen to podcasts. And become a spooky babe! (laughs) So spooky babes, we'll see you in your nightmares! Hey Twisted Listeners, I'm Cindy. And I'm Diva. And this is Twisted Listeners, a podcast about murder. And lists. brought to you by the Podmoth Podcasting Network. They're amazing. Check them out. All the other shows on the network. And once again, as you all may have noticed, we now have ads. We have officially mm-hmm. become monetized, which is pretty fucking cool. So if Woo. you want to support us, listen to the stupid ads. I know, I know, but just do it. Then if you are like, fuck that, I hate ads so much, you can also support us by joining us on Patreon. And if you do the $5 level, you get everything early and ad free. It's patreon.com backslash twisted listers. We'll also send you some stickers, which I'm in the process of approving right now. They put our uh, print a little crooked, so we're trying to fix that before we get them printed. Uh, but mm-hmm. yeah, so if you hate ads, you can come to Patreon and skip them. And if you love us and want to support us via those ads because you don't want to go on Patreon, then just listen to them and, you know, buy a Toyota yeah. or whatever the fuck whatever they're uh, advertising yeah <laughs> and uh yeah hello fresh or whatever i'm just saying the cliche simply safe mm-hmm. the cliche like uh, all those podcast yeah. ads yeah um, all the good ones yeah and also if you're a sticker enthusiast who's already a patron or or whatever just want there's it's a really good different sticker with a beautiful art yeah for us so you might just want to buy it so it'll also make that like possible so and yeah it's got a clear background which is pretty dope so Anyway, those will be coming soon. Uh, We skipped this the last few times, but let's just do it. So if you'd like to join us on Patreon, it's patreon.com backslash Twisted Listers. If you'd like to join us on TikTok, it's just at Twisted Listers. If you'd like to check us out on Instagram, where we are most active, you can do that at. Mm -hmm. Twisted Listers PCAST. 
if you'd like to send us an email with case suggestions, which we legit love and we keep getting we'll them. It. It's so great. You can do that at. We're doing we're doing it this week as well. List yeah. suggestions as well. This is a suggestion. Yep. Twistedlisterspcast at gmail.com. And if you'd or like pod to... at gmail.com. Wait, wait, wait. Say it again. Twistedlisterspod yeah. at gmail.com. I do that too. I've entered it wrong. Oh my God. It's been a long day. Twistedlisterspod yeah. at gmail.com. And if you'd like to check out our website, which I am updating currently, you can do that at twistedlisterspod.com there we go there we fucking go okay um also really quick this is chicago murders part two but we want to do a quick corrections corner oh yeah speaking of uh case suggestions so Mm -hmm. lovely stacy joe had asked us to do the john morgan case and you covered that that was an upstate uh new york it was in Mm -hmm. our uh, listener requests friends tortured their friend to death in case you forgot yes and stacy actually turned us on to the murder among friends show that she was interviewed for and i think actually on and we use that i think for a good portion of our research because there's not a lot of information there's not a ton of articles about the case as far as i know that's right right it's pretty like right sparse yeah i mean i found some um and i took everything the show said with a grain of salt but yeah it was nice to hear from someone who knows the case that like to confirm that a lot of that was bullshit (laughs) Yeah. So. so what she said was, I don't know why the show said she here's she was super gracious about this, by the way. And Stacy, we appreciate you and we love you. And like you're so fucking rad. Um, even the way that she like corrected it, because she knows that like we used that show and she knows what that show got wrong. So she just let us know. Um, yeah. she said first thing, like the escape rooms didn't actually even exist in 1998. Right. So she doesn't know why somebody said that. And I know you said that too. You were like, it's kind of seems weird that he's into those um just because he wasn't she also it said was a that thing i think it was a device to make the puzzle piece make sense when it was just like a random thing but i think it was like a thing to make the puzzle piece spooky right and then she also said That's that the puzzle piece literally had nothing to do with anything either mm-hmm. uh and that they just kind of again they like put that in for effect essentially yeah yeah she also said that amanda was never in fact pregnant she just said she was and then she said mm. she had a miscarriage so she was like, yeah. yeah, she was like, quote unquote, miscarriage. Like she was trying to find some way to rope him into staying with her. And when he was like, dude, that's not my baby. If you're pregnant, then suddenly she was like, yes, it is. But I had a miscarriage. So she kind of dropped it, I think, when she realized it wasn't working. Also, they got it wrong. They said she they abandoned the car, but they did not abandon the car. Um, mm. She said there were a ton of other little things um that just like they fucked up that we didn't really cover which is good but anyway that that's that's kind of the stuff that she pointed out she said that his little john's little sister did listen to the podcast so i really hope that she thought we did a good job and i hope she listens to us correcting that stuff here and murder Murder among friends like get your shit together there's definitely tiers of investigation discovery shows there's like your premium cut like evil lives here see no evil like stuff that's really 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 well done and then there's like a lower couple rungs further down and that's definitely like the bottom of the barrel stuff so it's a shame that you know a show that's not that great is the one that covered his case because clearly there is are people that were would have given information but they were like "Mm, let's make garbage instead so yeah yeah that's annoying so hopefully with these corrections everybody gets a better idea of the story i think that's all i have to say do you have anything else to say no okay that's it then guys well we'll do the cases now so this is chicago murders part two i go Mm -hmm. first right is that right i think so yeah okay cool all right so i'm gonna do the gauge park massacre it's weird how similar to my last story this one is 
there's so many similarities. I'm sure you guys will notice. Uh, pretty weird, though. So this takes place in Gage Park, Chicago. It's the Gage Park area of Chicago, Illinois in 2016. Mm -hmm. It's a pretty nice neighborhood, apparently. It's pretty, like, safe, not a lot of violence or anything weird. And this story centers around the Martinez family. So we have Mother Maria, sons Leonardo and Alexis, who are 13 and 10, and go by Leo and Alexi. Her parents, Noe Sr. and Rosara, who went by Rose, and her brother, Noe Jr., So they all lived together in this big house. Maria had been married for quite a number of years, but had divorced fairly recently. It wasn't a great breakup. We'll talk more about it later. But her husband had a nephew named Diego Uribe, who came around a lot. He'd known her sons their entire lives and had spent time with the family even after the divorce. So one of the reasons I think that they got divorced may have had to do with her husband's involvement with drug cartels specifically the Juarez drug cartel. Um, Yeah. Yeah. No matter how hard I looked, I could not find anything super specific about the husband, uh, like in terms of his connections with the cartel. But I do know that he was definitely, you know, doing some, some big time shit with them. So I think that the breakup was pretty bad. You know, there was some, some bad blood between them. Obviously, the boys were living with Maria. I don't know where the husband was at this time. But his nephew, who was like 10 when um, when Leo was born, or even younger, eight or nine, you know, he had known Maria most of his life, like since childhood. So he continued to come around the family. He'd come have, you know, meals with them. He and his girlfriend would come over. So they had like a pretty good, you know, family kind of relationship, even after the divorce. So now we're at February 3rd, 2016, and one of Noe Jr.'s co-workers noticed that he did not show up for work. Now, Noe was a window washer and was a really reliable employee. He was always at work on time, and they thought it was really weird that he didn't show up. They called the house. He didn't answer. I'm sure he had a cell phone, which they called. He didn't answer there either. The next day, Noe doesn't show up for work again. They try the house again. And then they get worried, so they call the police for a wellness check. The cops go to the Martinez family home, and I don't know, I think they had to break in to get in. They knocked. Uh, I don't know what they saw when they knocked, but when they got inside, they found a horrible scene. When they got inside, they saw, uh, first they saw Noe Sr. on the floor in front of the front door. They found Noe Jr. at the top of the stairs. Rose at the bottom of the stairs, and the two young boys, one dead in the living room, one dead in the basement. They then went Mm. into one of the rooms in the upstairs area and found Maria, who was also dead. Now they are trying to figure out what happened, obviously. They are looking into the husband, the ex-husband. They're looking at, you know, the drug kind of connection they end up talking to an informant who had been deported to mexico he was like a high level informant and he tells them that the husband was actually in trouble with the juarez cartel because he'd stolen 250 kilos of cocaine and like Mm. disappeared yeah holy shit that's That's like a million dollars or more yeah (laughs) 
So they're kind of tracking down this lead. He told them, you know, there are these three guys that came with me and when they're going to go to the house and kill them. But it wasn't like a slam dunk. It was more just like, this is what was supposed to happen. They were in the area at this time. But weirdly, it didn't seem like the informant had like really concrete information. So the cops are working this lead, but they're also processing the crime scene. Now, at the crime scene, there was a lot of blood spatter. So they were processing all of it to make sure that it only belonged to the victims. And they'd also taken scrapings from under Maria's fingernails. Now, this, like I said, happened in February, and it took until May for the DNA to come back. And when they got that DNA back, they realized that it did not tie the cartel to the murders, or didn't necessarily, because okay. it did tie nine or 22-year-old Diego Uribe to the murders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Diego. Okay. Diego, the nephew, the step-nephew. So yeah. Diego and his 19-year-old girlfriend, Jafeth, had a small child. They were struggling financially and needed money. They weren't sure what to do. They needed a car. They needed food. And he decided, I guess, to go rob the family. So the police go and they arrest the two of them and they take them into separate rooms and both confess. They're like, we've got DNA evidence. Like, we can track cell phones. We've got his blood. Also, it wasn't just the... um, the fingernail scrapings there was blood on the wall that belonged to diego so they're like okay so leaving a lot behind yeah 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 they also start looking into like you know other things to try to tie him like i said cell phone evidence there's some other stuff that comes up but essentially both of them fucking confess and they they both separately tell what happened and their stories match so what they both separately said is that well jafeth actually spoke more she said, you know, we mm-hmm. came over in the evening. We had some food with the family, which Ugh. is pretty fucked up. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then Diego and Maria went upstairs to talk. And I guess they'd kind of been arguing prior to going upstairs. They go upstairs. The next thing you know, they hear the family hears gunshots from the upstairs room. Noe runs upstairs to see what happened. And from here... This is more from um, Diego's point of view. He said that he pulled a gun on Maria when they got upstairs and demanded money. Maria was like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. And tried to wrestle the gun out of his hands. He said he got the gun away from her and shot her four times in the head. And he also said that he closed his eyes when he shot her. Mm. He then said that Noe Jr. came running up the stairs to find out what happened. And as he was met at the top of the stairs by Diego, Diego began beating him with the butt of the gun and beat him so brutally that he either died from the beating or from the strangulation that took place after he was unconscious. I've heard differing reports, but Diego fucking beat and strangled him to death. Either way, it's brutal for sure. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Then Rosara came to see what was happening. And she actually picked up a picture frame and threw it at Diego, which is like such a sad thing to think about. Like this woman has no defenses. She's an old woman, like in her 50s or 60s, older, obviously not super old, but I think she's in her like 60s. And she's trying to defend herself against this person who's murdering her family. And she throws a picture frame at him. In return, he threw her down the stairs. She ended up unconscious on the Mm -hmm. floor. He then went into the kitchen and grabbed a bunch of 
kitchen knives and proceeded to stab her something like 30 times i believe oh my god it's so drawn out and like gruesome Yes, I do believe he also stabbed Noe Jr. 13 to 17 times, but I think he was already dead at that point. Now, the really sad part, if you remember, is that the two boys were home. I didn't say they were home, but they live there. So they're home. Yeah. And he takes Alexis, who's 10, downstairs. First, he makes both of the boys gather up valuables. He's like, go get, he's got a gun on them. He's like, load up valuables. Give me your Xbox. Give me the jewelry. Give me any cash in the house. And then he says to Alexis, he's like, Alexi, go downstairs. Let's go to the basement. We're going to pack up some of your stuff and we're going to leave. I'm going to take you guys with me. And Mm -hmm. the kids are fucking terrified, right? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Alexi does as he's told. And Diego, you know, says everything is fine. But Jafeth and Leo heard a scream coming from downstairs. Diego then comes back up without alexi and leo is visibly shaking and remember leo's 13 years old but jafeth said that he was like visibly trembling and asked like what happened to my brother you know and diego being the piece of shit that he is is like everything's fine he's downstairs like he just got scared that's why he screamed something like that right then waits until leo isn't looking he's like looking out the window and he stabs him in the stomach he then stabs oh, him God. a bunch more times while Leo screamed, please don't kill me. I just want to live. So, oh, my God. It's a little baby. That's so I sad. I know. Absolutely Jesus fucking horrifying. God. And just like, not oh. that being shot or something is any fucking way better, but to go in such a way that he had like so much time to be so scared. And so in pain and like, yeah, it's, it's yeah. horrifying. Now, Horrible. the reason he was looking out the window is because Noe Sr. had actually left during Diego's visit to the house. He went to pick up tamales and hot chocolate for the family. Oh, my gosh. That's yeah. like my ideal meal. It's so cozy know, right? and wholesome. I'm like, yeah. was it Trumpurado and people are just calling it hot chocolate because they don't fucking know? That's what I want to know. Mm, anyway, yeah. when he comes back in the front door, he's immediately ambushed and stabbed to death. When police found him, they found the tamales and the hot chocolate on the ground next to him. Diego and Jafeth then took all of the valuables that they got. It was about $500 in cash, an Xbox, and some jewelry. And they pawned it. They pawned the Xbox and the jewelry. And they ended up with about $700 in total. I was like, I was going to say, it's probably not even that much, for God's sake. Like No. So they not killed, that any amount is worth it, but it's like makes it extra stupid. Yeah, they killed six people who were essentially his family, including for children, including two yeah. children. Yeah. So they're both arrested and charged, and then they change their tune. They recant their confessions. More, more Diego. Really, Jafet yeah. ended up actually taking a deal and agreeing to testify against Diego, but Diego's yeah. changing his tune. He's saying, you know, it wasn't me. He ends up getting the trial delayed for like six years using this, this, yeah, these like tactics with his defense team. The defense team pulled out information about the cartel. They found out that the police had been kind of taking that line of like investigation. Diego spins this fucking ridiculously stupid tale. He's like, I was there with Jafeth. 
The cartel came like that guy said they were going to. They killed everyone in the house, but they didn't kill me or her. They told us like we had to take the fall or they'd kill our son. They'd kill our family. All this fucking bullshit. And it's like, yeah, dude, that's what the cartel is going to do. Because the cartel definitely wants to leave a witness behind to take the fall. It's the fucking Juarez cartel. Like, they're not going to do that. Like, it's so fucking stupid. And I'm sorry, like, I don't mean to make them sound cool, because they're not, they're evil, but if they did some shit, like, it would not be sloppy, it would be done very coldly. Yeah, it wouldn't be the type of thing that potentially could come back to them, or if it did, they wouldn't, like, if they want you to know they did it, you'll know, and there still won't be anything you can do about it, you know, because they're fucking gnarly. Absolutely not, yeah. The prosecution had DNA, they had cell phone records, they had, I believe, pawn shop witnesses, they also had her testimony. Um, And the defense just had this bullshit. So it sounds ridiculous, and it is. And the jury, after fucking six years getting to the trial, this past November of 2022, he was finally sentenced. He was given life without parole. And his then, his girlfriend, who's now 25, Jafeth, was given 25 years for her involvement. And she was only charged with, I believe, like, burglary. because Yeah, that was the best deal she could have gotten, for sure. Yeah, and because she and he both initially admitted, like, she had nothing to do with the actual murders. Like, she was in the house. Right. But she didn't so much as, like, yeah, she didn't touch, even touch anybody. Like, she didn't even, like, hold the boys. She did nothing. So she wasn't charged with murder, just with, like, burglary. Yeah, just with, like, the burglary. And his defense, I think, also tried to throw her under under the bus, saying there's no way he could have killed all six people. And it's like, well, he Mm, killed the first three in succession one alone in a room and then the next two as they came up to investigate the last adult that he killed was not at the house at the time and the other two are kids so it's really not unreasonable to think it's not that hard yeah 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 uh one of the last things i want to say about this that really pissed me off is that um they had the family had a dog and the dog was not killed but what happened was the neighbor took the dog in while they were like clearing the crime scene and figuring out what to do and then when the police were like well where or whoever it was you know where do you want to put the dog she was like oh we should we should give it to their nephew diego he'll take care of the dog so Mm. their family dog ended up living with the two of them like with their family for like a couple of months after he killed the the entire family oh my god because they trusted him and because they thought he was like a trustworthy guy yeah the next door neighbor was like oh diego he's always here like he has a great relationship with the family oh my god yeah the last thing is that he said he killed maria because he was mad about the way she treated his uncle but obviously that's just bullshit he was trying to find money like he's a turd yeah it's just a burglary and it's not that like complicated and also why did you kill the children then asshole yeah like like yeah the whole thing's bullshit he's a piece and a motive can only go so far there yeah yeah so he'll never ever get out of prison she will when she's in her mid-40s i don't know what happened to their child that's kind of the saddest part to me but but there you go that's the story Yeah, yeah they're, they're poor kid. Jesus. I know. What a decision when you have kids yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you wow. knew them from the basically the day they were born. To be able to Ugh. do something like it's so yeah. fucking cold-blooded. It's so it's gnarly. Brutal. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Oof. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, everyone ready to get depressed? <laughs> everyone ready to depressed? get released? Oh, a lot more and a oh, lot great. really sad, really sad and really mad. Oh, really? You're 
Cindy's going to get spitting mad. I'm going to like raise your heart rate right now. Uh, okay. <laughs> We're going to talk ready. about the Chicago Strangler. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Or so also known as the South Side Strangler. Yeah. This is a really angering case. Um, yes. Cases. Mm-hmm. so the, we're in chicago obviously the time span is roughly 1999 to now okay um including the present moment basically there are 51 unsolved murder cases of women between the ages of 18 and 58 in chicago oh between 1999 and 2018 all of them were strangled to death um mm-hmm. there were actually 75 that were total killed in a similar manner but 25 of those cases were closed with 13 men total arrested and that's what brings the number down to 51 so the 51 is an outstanding number wow wow yeah that's so um so these cases have been drawn by investigators and various activists and i'll talk about that uh, Mm -hmm. in detail later but they, they've been drawn together and, and kind of grouped later on as having a lot of similarities. Um, mm-hmm. About 75% of them are black women. Right. Um, about, uh, there's also some white, white women and Latinas. About half were sex workers. All of their murders were except horrific and they follow, for the most part, a similar MO. Mm-hmm. Many, many of them were raped. Um, many of them were bound and gagged and or had plastic bags over their heads. Oh. They were almost always, this is a big common denominator, I think, uh, they were almost always dumped in public places, like parking lots or alleyways, and a lot of them were lit on fire. Jesus Christ. Yes. That's fucking, uh, ugh. They're almost always nude or partially nude. Mm-hmm. Uh, seven of them were found in dumpsters. Wow. So just like an intentional fuck you after the yeah. fact. So this is yeah. just heinous and horrible. From the very beginning all the way through to the end. Yeah, really, really gross, um, horrific yeah. crimes. Yeah. Um, and many of them are found in very close geographic proximity to one another. If you look at the map, it's basically like a series of three or four tight clusters on the map of Chicago, especially mm-hmm. on the west and south sides. And of course, the south side is, as you talked about in your first bit um, with mm-hmm. Jennifer Hudson's family, is is kind of uh, I don't want to say a bad neighborhood. It, it was a became it was created as one on purpose, right? And we it was intentionally made to be a bad neighborhood, and then people that white society deemed unfavorable were yeah. forced to be there. Yeah, its problems are on purpose. So yes. people differ on whether or not these cases are the work of a single serial killer, and it's been a very tough and still very much ongoing journey to get uh, cops to give a shit um, mm-hmm. about not just whether or not there's a serial killer there but to get them to give a shit about these cases period in any way right at all so despite uh the gruesomeness of like the murders i just described people also remark on how little press any of them got at all um besides like a brief brief like blip in the chicago uh news Mm -hmm. um and because it's because of who the women are it's because they're black women um and not even because they're sex workers although that's part of the can be part of it sometimes it's not even just that because a lot of them aren't. So it's right. really about the fact that these are poor women and or black women. And a lot of cases, I'll talk about this more. There was literally no investigation. Families and friends reported that they were never once asked a single fucking question. So yeah, they're just not doing anything. 
they don't care because they're yeah. yeah. I mean, this it's the system working as it's intended to. That's what's happening. Yeah. So I'm gonna pepper in a few kind of cases as I go. I obviously cannot go through all 51, mm -hmm. but I'm just gonna pepper in like a couple of them as I go along, just to kind of give you a sense of the timeline, the stretch of it, mm -hmm. and the types of crimes. Um, so in 1999, the first kind of victim that's canonically on the Chicago Strangler list is Angela mm -hmm. Ford. She vanished after leaving home to pick up her children's report cards. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oof. Yeah, That's... she was a doting mother to a young son and daughter. That's fucked up. Yeah. Uh, she was found, she had been sexually assaulted, beaten, and strangled. Um, and she was unconscious, uh, but not dead. And she would stay in a coma for the next year and a half before she died. Wow, dude. Yeah. That's fucking... I didn't know that. That's really... Yeah. Like, that's just fucking horrible for the family, you know? Yeah. yeah. And what's interesting, too, in a lot of these cases, and, like, of course, if you've listened to our podcast, you know that we don't, like, have anything against sex workers or sex work. However, it's interesting how even when they're not, the families get irritated when they're all just called that across the board. And it's like... Mm -hmm. the, it's clear how the press is just homogenizing them as, as to, you know, as a way to dismiss them. Right, right. Right. Yeah, because it's easier for them to not care if they label them that. Right. Uh, in 2002, 44-year-old Gwendolyn Williams um, was found behind a Dollar Tree. Um, she was oh. half nude uh, and she, there was DNA. Her attacker's skin was found in her nails. Ooh, good on her. Yeah, so she fought back. And there's a great profile online you can read about Gwen. She was super religious. She was really close um, with her little sisters, whom she mentored. Um, and she was, and she loved dancing. She loved going to church. Um, so she just, was like a whole ass person. She was a whole yeah, actual human I, being. Yeah, I tried to pepper in details here when I could, just to remind you that the, they're people, right? Yeah. They're literally people. So it's really sad how often people forget. It's crazy that I have to say that, right? Yeah. Yep. So uh, at some point in the late 90s to early 2000s, there was a task force formed to look at the cases and at least some may or may not have been solved, question mark. Mm -hmm. But despite the murders um, continuing, um, I think that might have been when they got the first 21. Remember how I said there was like 75 mm -hmm. or something? Oh, no, I think they got like a batch of them solved, right? right. Um, and then they basically like threw in the towel. They were like, oh, we did it. Um, despite the fact that maybe the despite the fact that the killings were just continuing um they literally were like okay we did it right yeah right and they, they disbanded like, the task force pat, yeah. pat yourselves on the back guys you figured it out like yeah ugh. embarrassing <laughs> uh in 2007 within a 48 hour time span two women were murdered jesus uh, christ Teresa bunn was eight months pregnant 
She was found in a dumpster and she had been strangled and then set on fire. Jesus Christ. Please tell me she was dead when she was set on fire, at least. I, I mean, yeah, it sounds like it, but yeah, that's really fucking horrible. It's a very small difference, but it's it's important. Yeah. Like yeah. knowing what I know about people who are set on fire, it's, it's right. Much we just better did that. She, yeah. 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 The following day, Hazel Lewis was found in a burning trash can in the same park where Teresa was found. Jesus. Also burning. Yeah. Also, hmm, could these be related? Could like, they? Maybe. Hmm. Hmm. Weird, right? Yeah. May 2013, just jumping years forward, just to show you the span of things. Uh, 20-year-old Amy Martinez was found strangled, burning in a dumpster. 2014, um, a man who lived near where the body of victim Velma Howard was found, having been strangled with an electrical cord. He mm-hmm. said to uh, press later on that the police, quote, just picked up the body and left. They did not ask him or any neighbors anything. And they so did they're not ze- even trying. They did zero investigation. Yeah, they're like actively not trying. Like they yes. just don't care. They're basically yes. just like, well, take it to the morgue. Yes. Nothing to be done. Yeah, they just cleared her from the street like it was just that was the task. Like she was yeah. trash. Yeah. She was trash. Yeah. Mm. So killings with this, the particular MO associated with the strangler stopped from 2014 to 2017. And some think that maybe the killer was in prison at this time. That's a very good thought. Yeah there's kind of a gap uh-huh. but then in 2018 a bit really picks up again um between uh-huh. may and september 2018 four more victims were found uh-huh. laura harbin was found strangled and uh left behind an abandoned building for example that's some of the victims again just a drop in the bucket but here's the reason people started to think about this big group of 51 cases together is the work of an organization called the murder accountability project or map map uh-huh. Um, which is founded by this guy, Thomas Hargrove, um, after he studied the uh, Green River killer, Gary Ridgway, and realized that that, uh, those murders took, because they took so long to be recognized as the work of one killer, that he could find other kind of neck, like clusters of connected killings that people are not seeing as a pattern yet, Mm -hmm. uh, and find those missed, like, groupings, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So it's a great idea. He also, the MAP organization also looks at clearance rates of how often police solve murders and homicides, um, Mm -hmm. which is across different areas. So it's a very worthwhile organization. Check out their website. That's great. Yeah. So he's both holding cops accountable and also looking at like what is connected that they're not seeing. Mm -hmm. So that's rad. Yeah, it's very cool. Um, Hargrove met with authorities and he became convinced 100% that this is the work of at least one if not a couple serial killers um here but he doesn't uh, think he thinks if there's more than one they're not necessarily working together they just have similar mo's or i mean i've, I've heard it presented as one i've also heard it presented mm-hmm. as like one plus like one or one or two you know right but it's it's not just like 51 separate people no of course not and yeah Honestly, with some of the serial killers that we know about, with the high numbers of victims that they have, I don't think it's unreasonable to think it's only one. And I wonder what the argument is for it being more than one. If it's just the sheer body count, then I think that alone is not convincing. Yeah, it's it's unclear. Yeah, there wonder. are some divergences in the MOs. Like it depends how strictly you want to define an MO. Like, for instance, there are a handful of these cases where women are dismembered, you know. Mm. So like if you think that's too far from like the strangling and dumping ones that I just mm-hmm. kind of described, like then maybe maybe that's someone separate, you know. So it depends how tightly you want to wrap around one type of MO, I think. 
Right. Okay. But the bulk is probably one person. Yeah, that's what Hargrove thinks. Okay. Police do at first an official review. Big sarcastic quotes there. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, they dismiss him. And I think, okay, well, I'm going to hold on to my little uh, thing. But l- I think this comes out later in a- another time where they're pressured to do a review that I'll talk about. Mm-hmm. But it's unclear if this comes out right away. But they say that the 21 different cases of the 51 have DNA. And okay. those don't have IDs, but they are all different. Oh. That's what they say. Okay. Um, so police say that for sure, 21 are separate. Mm, that but seems like a lot. It's un- There's a lot of questions about that, though, and I'll, and I'll return to it. Also, this is not like, I mean, this is not like crime of passion territory. So for yeah. there to be 21 people who only kill one person in that. Yeah manner that doesn't make sense well it's again like so to what like okay there's a lot of questions that come up and i'll have more later as well for Mm -hmm. that statement because it's like where was the dna collected Mm -hmm. could could we like how old was it you know there could be dna for example that was like from consensual sex the day before you know or like right where was it what kind how do you know it's the attackers like right right there's because a lot of missing sound, questions yeah and it doesn't sound like these cops are doing like a bang-up job of like yeah being meticulous or careful or giving a shit at all i'm shocked they would even test them because right. it's like against one another Seriously. because again and also let's not ever forget that cops can literally say whatever they want including that there's all this dna that doesn't actually exist they could be lying about that i yes. mean there's no reason they can literally that. just lie type it on a typewriter and be like bip bop boop and just like go good day boys let's go home you know like they literally yeah. can do that um yeah, which is so who knows who knows uh that also still leaves 30 <laughs> victims right right uh and like i said to what extent the authorities have investigated at all is highly doubted um and mm-hmm. the families of course feel like they've just been entirely brushed off because they have been yeah. Riley Ford, Angela Ford's father, said, quote, every time we talk to a detective, they know less about the case or cared less about the case. I don't know. Yeah, that's so yeah. fucked. That's so fucked up. So April 2019, after more pressure continues to mount, uh, led by MAP and as well as many vocal members of the victim's families, um, a task force was apparently launched by the FBI in conjunction with the Chicago police to supposedly give a shit about the connection between these unsolved murders. Right. And uh, yeah, spoiler alert, I'm going to tell you in one second, I have no fucking idea what came to this task force. (laughs) Right, of course There was a lot of press in April 2019 about the Chicago Strangler and about this task force, but then not a fucking single peep. They probably all got really happy, like really relieved, like, you know, side of the good press. Yeah. Well, no, when fucking COVID came because they're like, oh, Um, excuse not to do shit. It kind of felt like they also got a lot of press from just like announced, like, it's a classic thing to be like, I'm announcing, I'm going to think about it. And everyone's like, yay. yay. Yeah, cops are doing stuff. And okay. it's like, no, nah, dude. Um, but nope. I don't know. Maybe it's still in progress, though. I don't know. I didn't find any further information about like the words FBI, task force, and Chicago Strangler. Not a peep. I mean, four um, years later, I feel like we would have heard something if right? anything was going on. Yeah. May 7th, 2019, uh, Nicole Ridge was found in an abandoned building having been strangled. <sighs> so again, they just they just keep on going. Yeah. They, they've never stopped. Uh, January 2020, police announced that they've solved the murder of one of the 51. Oh, shit. Um, <laughs> the murder of Diamond Turner. And they basically arrested an ex-boyfriend who they said killed her, which... 
okay, congrats. You did one fiftieth of your job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's not to diminish that for, for Diamond, but still. Um, no, they may, of course not. But like, I think they pathetic. also make a big deal of that announcement to try to make it a, a strike against the serial killer theory. Right. It's self-serving. It's just only like one case, else. you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, ridiculous. So again, I have no clue what became of that task force, but there were some sources I found that were from fall 2020 uh-huh. where the police coming out and say, and kind of dismissing the whole thing saying, well, we got 21 different DNA samples from 21. And so there's no serial killer. And I'm like, okay, but like, <laughs> um, yeah, no, that doesn't. Yeah. Again, we've already talked about why that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. So I'm that's not stupid. sure if that's what, when the task force dissolved or, or not, I don't know, because again, there's like no fucking press. Right. Um, Hargroves, however, also points out that the fact that there's no DNA to collect in like 30 cases mm-hmm. could, I mean, it could, first of all, side on my side, aside here, it could also mean police not taking samples, right? Cause they're just taking right. the bodies, throwing them in the morgue and they're not fully taking all the samples they should be taking. Mm-hmm. But he also said it could be a sign of a serial killer being a serial killer, right? Like covering his tracks and like wearing gloves or like, you know, shit like that. Or like taking serial killer type precautions. Right. Which is exactly serial killer type precautions because that's what they do so they can continue killing. Yeah. Yeah. So spring and fall 2020, journalism students at Roosevelt University conducted a super thorough investigative project on the murders. Um, and how they're all connected, kind of echoing Hargrove's, you know, theory here. Mm-hmm. Um, so all the work that's been done in this case that's good has been done by just people. Of course, by <laughs> you know? not cops. Right. Uh, and you can go to the, the website, which is called unforgotten51.com. Um, mm-hmm. And they do have several profiles, including of Gwen Williams, which is where I got information about her. Because mm-hmm. again, even in the little press flips, none of these women are ever humanized. They're never talked about as people for well, not like, oh, not even like, oh, she has ex like a son and a daughter. Not even the, not right. even the tiniest fact, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I really appreciated what they did, uh, the Roosevelt students, because they kind of like tried to paint a fuller picture of these people's lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you can check that out. Um, also check out the MAP website. They have some pretty good coverage as well. Like, <laughs> that's it. The police don't investigate this. They've never investigated it, to my knowledge, really. Um, and the killer has continued murdering. Uh, as of reports in spring 2019, Mm-hmm. uh the w- count of women killed with this mo was up to 55 so it's That's not even the 51 crazy. it's the 55 as of 2019 so it's probably gone up and i don't know to what extent hargroves and these activists who've been active in the past are like tracking it now you know what i mean mm-hmm. so who fucking knows it could be 68 right now yeah it could be way more yeah exactly uh, in 2021, the community held their fourth annual uh, March, We Walk for Her March, is what it's called, mm-hmm. um, to raise awareness about the victims and honor their memories. So again, there's lots of awareness about this among true crime people, among these organizations, and among the community. Everyone cares except for cops. Except for the people who actually have yeah. the resources to do something about it. And it's just like... Yeah. And they're and the problem is that they're gatekeepers too. They have yeah. whatever evidence they have, they're certainly not sharing because they it's weird how they're like actively it's not just like they don't care, it's like they don't they do not want it solved. It's not like no. they don't want to solve it, they don't want it solved. Because at no. this point, it's now a matter of like their egos and what they said is real. They don't want to be seen as wrong. So they'd rather allow people to continue to die than to say, Oh, maybe it is a serial killer and we should do something about it. And yeah. that is like 
the cop brain mentality that makes yeah. me just want to fucking light everything on fire. Like, it makes yeah. me insane. And I saw some other blips of press, too, where there's, like, oh, well, the police didn't want to, like, cause, like, panic or fear by saying there was a serial killer. And I'm like, but if there is, like, yeah, maybe that's we spreading should awareness. Be yeah. That's not panic. It's awareness. Like, hey, there's a serial killer on the loose killing people in this area, like, probably at night. Like, I would want to know that. Like, yeah you know what i mean like, you'd want to know yeah it's like it's like when we did national parks or like and you were staying at that park and i was like oh funny thing how the parks knew there was an active sniper but told no one <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, it's like what the if fuck, you're in dude? danger and there's someone like that in your area you want to fucking know you want to fucking know and not knowing doesn't like okay yeah well, i'm not hysterical but i'm also like possibly dead like i'd rather be hysterical and alive yeah 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 the whole thing is Um, so fucking infuriating so here's like a couple more little angering things to just cherry on the cake um in june 2022 uh illinois senator maddie hunter uh put forward a or passed a law like put forward a law that passed that created a task force and reading this kind of made me feel gaslit and insane because i was like what (laughs) happened to the first task yeah like, like where where no, are all these fucking task force no one forces. told like, me what happened to the 2019 task force and here's maddie like what if we started a task force and i'm like what <laughs> what if you just find the one that you already started first like, one? um anyway yes. so this made me feel crazy i like read it 12 times and i was like oh god okay so <sighs> this hunter put forward a task force um that's not just on the 51 alone but it's actually about quote missing and murdered chicago women more broadly okay. okay and it will initiate a 25 million dollar plan to collect data on violence against women and girls in chicago and research measures to reduce violence so i have a couple issues i mean this sounds great don't get me wrong it's better than nothing certainly but 100 i'm i feel stressed about it and depressed and skeptical because reading it it was very much like we're going to spend a billion years getting data and researching what we could do and what we could tell the t- cops to do. And I'm like, so what you're telling me is that at the end of this $25 million, the cops could still say no. Yeah. Or like, you're not looking at anything specific. Yeah. There is a specific issue that needs to be looked at. Why yeah. would you be looking at this in broad strokes? Yeah. You have like, it's like a real a fucking serial problem. killer. There's like a BTK motherfucker out on the streets. And you're like, let's spend five years getting data yeah like what two years sorry the first report isn't due until the end of 2024 jesus christ so it's like i'm so glad that we're gonna spend almost three years thinking about what we could ask cops to maybe do if we can prove to them that they should a literal serial killer out in the world but okay um like again this (laughs) should all happen but it should not be the only thing that's happening um no you should be looking at the it's like i i don't i don't know I don't know what to compare it to, but it's like there's a very specific problem, like an acute issue. Yes. And we're just what? I just I don't understand. I what don't if we understand. We did a study. Yeah. Yeah. Um a study. Like yeah. can you imagine also can you imagine if like this was happening in like Huntington Beach, somewhere like oh affluent and white yeah. in Orange County or something? Yeah, like, exactly. It yeah. wouldn't happen. It wouldn't this, happen. This quantity of unsolved murders of like wealthy white no it would never happen exactly no no it would be like a crisis it would be like there wouldn't be lost task forces like the task forces that never disappear into the ether like what the fuck 
Yeah, it's just like it's a classic thing to do of like a certain kind of person who like wants to be performative but not act change to do to be like, let's do a study, you know, like, like, especially with diversity and stuff. It's like, let's see how X and Y and Z field is not that diverse. And they do a study and then they're like, cool, we did the study. We, we can now it's like yeah it's it's such a fucking like white liberal position to what if just you be did like something about it though it's like well knowing's half the battle and it's like yeah what about the other half what about the half the battle involves, part yeah the battle the action <laughs> like the chain do a battle yeah do a battle <laughs> oh god it's so fucking frustrating no yeah, so but it is it's again so and again it this is like i said this should still be happening i just wish it wasn't the only grain of hope like agreed agreed um, this should be a completely separate thing separate thing yeah for yeah. sure um so and again its goal is not to solve the 51 thing it's a bigger goal which is still honorable but it's still frustrating to me um, right. the 51 are kind of forgotten and the activists by the way who uh, were involved in raising awareness about the 51 mur- and unsolved murders said they haven't been involved and they've kind of raised some red flags about like hmm. how come this whole initiative is happening and no one's talked to us that's that's a good point it's a good yeah. question valid question yeah so also i wanted to note that this case really reminds me of juarez the missing mm-hmm. women of juarez which i also want to do maybe for like a patreon or something because the women of juarez are have a the word for both cases that applies is femicide which is uh-huh. when there was like a wide epidemic of mur- women being murdered right and no like that's that's what a femicide is <clears throat> right um and juarez is the same way with the cops where they are aggressively like no, we will never investigate this. Don't even tell, try to tell us to investigate it. And right. so there's these terrifying swaths of, of you know, these cities where you can be a woman of a certain class or neighborhood and get murdered and no one will care. Right. Except, so you know, activists crazy. and nonprofits and, and things like yeah. that. Yeah. Of course. But yeah. So lastly, I know you'll appreciate this conclusion. Um, I just wanted to conclude by saying that when people... I've heard this many times, seen it many times in comment sections. I know you have to mm-hmm. um, respond to people saying defund the police or abolish the police. And they say, but who will solve murders? Who will solve crimes? Uh, I want to say they don't. Yeah, they don't. Mm-mm. They're really bad at it. They're aggressively bad at it. Another type of person, uh, like an investigator, Paul Holes, another type of job type person could mm-hmm. could still do that. But the police are actually really fucking bad at it. Yeah. Yeah. And if you look up clearance rates, go to map and look up clearance rates for different places, which is means how what the percentage of places are that actually the percentage of homicides that get solved. And they're fucking low, dude, like across the board. The Chicago PD as of 2017 has a 17.5% clearance rate. Wow. So if you're killed and murdered in Chicago, that's the likelihood. You're fucked, essentially. Yeah wow dude yeah that's so, fucked up that that's is so low so yeah it's like oh and i know there's ones and like i've heard um other ones are like eight percent six percent that's fucking wild oh, yeah. i i think yeah i forget where but there's been some other podcasts like in that covered like kind of rural like southern areas and they were like oh the clearance right here is like four percent and i'm like jesus fucking christ that's like, so fucked up dude. so when people say who will solve the murders just remember that cops are very bad at it yeah so yeah. they're not doing anything to help you they just and take our i'm money. sure there's they places in taxes with good clearance rates but that's like the exception not the rule 100 percent. yeah Ugh. 
uh wow that's so fucked it's so frustrating and there's it's no so conclusion i kept searching like you know i put on the news you know thing on google being like mm-hmm. yeah there's gonna be some update there's gonna be some like recent resolution or nope something yeah no i'm not surprised at all Nope. i'm not surprised at all nothing's gonna happen honestly Mm -hmm. unless they all someone goes in there and fires the whole police department maybe and then replaces them with what you know what i mean like it's gonna have to be i don't know whatever what are we doing next week i'm so irritated now (laughs) (laughs) cindy's mad what are we doing next week what are we doing next week i'm over this shit i'm so fucking mad about it I think I want to do a topic that's kind of silly, but it'll right. I'm sure end up being gruesome nonetheless. We I briefly mentioned it to you this morning, but I want to do cases where murderers posted their murders on Facebook. Oh man, Facebook I would have got away with it if it wasn't for my own stupidity. My own Facebook post, yeah, Facebook yeah. post murders. Okay, yeah. I like that. I mean, we've done ones where we did, we did online predators. We've done online predators, which is really yeah. good. But there's something very dorky about the Facebook post murder. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. kind of boomery and like, here, I'm going to do a long rambling post. Like there's yeah, something yeah, yeah. quite specific about that. No, I, I like I like this a lot. Um, it's going to be really good. One of them I we did like in the very beginning. of yeah. our, And it was the guy who like, I don't know, it was really weird. He kept posting on Facebook and that's like how he got caught. <laughs> yeah. And I think I think um, I did him again for Florida murders i think but yes yeah that guy just keeps coming up because he's just so damn dumb yeah that so. really dumb guy yeah that'll be a good one um anyway okay thanks everybody for tuning in we love you we appreciate you please like rate review share with your friends spread the word anything else to talk about i felt like there was something i wanted to say earlier oh i'm reading the southern book club's guide to vampire slang oh. by the way Okay. It's a fun read. It's not fun. It's like kind of gruesome and gnarly. And it's also infuriating uh, because of the way the men behave in the book, which is like way too accurate. But anyway, I'm going to go finish it because like I got to the point now where I can't put it down. I'm just hoping that I'm not disappointed in the end. But if anybody wants like a fun little vampire-y kind of yeah. you know, book to read. I like the I like the book library corner. I'm reading Tolkien's The Silmarillion very slowly. Ooh, nice. Well, you're busy right now. Yeah, too. when I, I have time. Yeah, I have a little more downtime right now because it's like, sl- well, it's starting to pick up again already um, at work, but I'm working like kind of normal hours. So I have time to like read and do a couple other things here and Be there. Be a human person? A little yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which has been nice. Um, But yeah, anyway, if you guys are interested in good books, there's a couple for you. And until the next list. Babe. Off our list. Bye. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. 
ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.